This is Shudders Inc. with Bruce Williams and Glenn Lavender. Hi and welcome to episode 532 of Shudders Inc. This is Bruce Williams from ShuddersIncPodcast.com and joining me from, <laughs> from the cold outdoors... R- rumours of, rumors of my death have been exaggerated. <laughs> He's been banished from his home. He's oh, outside. Yes. In, <laughs> in the rain. In the in rain. In the cold. The lengths this man will go to for this podcast that just knows no limits. It is Mr. Glenn Lavender from creativephotoworkshops.com.au. How are you? Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm alive. That's, <laughs> That's a uh, good thing. Yeah, any day above ground's better than the rest of the one underneath. That's it. Um, no, I'm good. I said I have a sick child in the house and she's in my bed for the last two days, two and a half days. Right. Um, so I can't record in my bedroom where I normally would do. <laughs> my other kid's just gone to bed and I'm a fairly loud voice, so I've banished myself to the outside no, in the pouring rain and the cold. You're not a loud voice. <laughs> Me? Moi? It's a, it's a full eight degrees out here, so it's sort of kind of toasty. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so there might be a bit of echo and a bit of extra noise, but, you know, it's better than hearing nothing. Actually, it's, <laughs> I dare so say it's better acoustics than you normally have. Well, it's got a lovely, I've got a lovely uh, you know, echoed you know, ceiling up here, which, you know, right. who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I'm also holding the microphone for once rather than having it. So it's getting really loud sometimes when I put it close to my mouth. And then it's not close. <laughs> so it's just a bit like that. <laughs> That's not going to play out with your mind. It's out too much, is it, Bruce? <laughs> no problem whatsoever. At the levels. Thank you, mate. <laughs> so, what have you been up to for the last three weeks? Trying not to die. Uh, pain, mostly. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, I had, I had a, a, a bad, a bad episode of you know, severe chest pain yeah, last week, and uh, yeah, right. Only went, only went for six hours. So, Ooh, it was, yeah. Ouch. <laughs> Yeah, you know, pain that's so strong that you sweat. You know, it's, wow. it's, it's uh, wow. So that was that was not a lot of fun. You know, no. it's, uh, it's the third time in about the last three or four months, I'd say, it's done that. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. but the other ones have only been a couple of hours. This is by far the worst. So, yeah, right. Anyway, so but so you are know, you any closer to getting the treatment you need? Still waiting for hospital availability and. Um, now with COVID resurging, yeah. everything that's not urgent is being pushed back. So I'm not, I'm not hopeful that it's going to happen anytime soon. So yeah, right. Yeah, theoretically, before the end of August, I should be in. But you know, who knows? Yeah. Wow. Who knows? So, All right. Sorry to hear that. Ah, uh, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's a bit like a bit like childbirth because I'd know. Uh, <laughs> No, but I mean, but it's, it's, yeah. Once the pain's gone, you kind of forget how bad it was. Right. Yep. Yeah. And, yep. And in, in in like my wife's case, so we had another kid, and then she remembered how bad the pain was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's a little bit like that, you know. So yeah. uh, all good. I'm I'm I'm, I'm okay now. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Don't have a lot of energy and sleeping a lot during the day because I can't sleep at night, which is always the case. I'm up to like two or three in the morning because I can't sleep, and then I'm dead tired during the day. Yeah. Right. Stupid bloody body system, body clock. But wow. right. all good. I did. I did have something photo related happen this week. Oh yeah. Uh, a filter company, and I won't mention the brand, approached me to see if they if I'd do some stuff with them. Nice. Well, not really. And uh, so I said to them, I said, "Well, a, I'll take photos of people and not don't landscapes." U- don't usually use 
filters. Yeah. And don't use filters, but I'm still interested. But I do a lot of, I do for iPhoneography, and these people do iPhone lenses and start and filters. So, so I'm happy to, yeah, discuss. Yep. And they came back, oh, you know, we, we would love to do some stuff and do this, this, and this. And um, and I said, yeah, yeah. They said, and, and they said, well, when would you be able to, you know, get our products in front of people? And by chance, I'm possibly going to Adelaide at the beginning of October to do some talks for Tamara. Right. Health permitting, of course. Yeah. So I said, yeah, there's a chance I could go down there and do that. And uh, I said, but I'll, I'll, I'll warn you. I said, I don't, I don't recommend any products unless I've tried them first. And I never, I never, and they wanted me to be a reseller. I said, I never sell product. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's my, my relationship with customers is I'll use products I recommend because I like them and for no other reason. Yeah. And uh, not because there's any monetary value in it for myself. And they've gone, oh, well, don't worry about it then. <laughs> <laughs> so, unless I was prepared to pimp them, yeah, regardless of quality, and uh, and pimp them out, yeah, product untested. Yeah, right. Uh, and this is a, this is a, a, a fairly well known and not inexpensive filters. Right. And um, yeah, European brand, shall we say? And um, oh, I said, well, yeah, enjoy your day. So there, that was my photo related. <laughs> news wow. for the last couple of weeks I, I was almost somebody doing something with no one for nothing yeah, <laughs> yeah that sounds great but I've got one other one other visual thing happened this week too yeah. I got a, got a bit excited a couple of days ago because Amazon Prime Day was on a couple of weeks ago oh, a week okay. and a half ago yep. and I've been watching this product that was $400 which I couldn't justify Right. and uh, it came down to $216 Okay. On Amazon Prime Day, cheapest ever recorded of this product, yep. and I had bonus money—money money that yeah. There's this thing called Shopback, uh, where okay. if you buy products online and you use, you go via their app, they give you cash back, uh, right. and it builds up. You know, and I've had like the last couple of years, I've had like nine hundred dollars saved up in okay. ca- just stuff I would have bought anyway. Getting my, so, I had, so I had enough money in my little shop back account to pay for. It. So I got it basically for nothing. You know? right. And it's a hundred and twenty inch screen for a projector. Oh, so okay. It's, it's this massive bloody stand. It's, this, it's, it's, it's portable, so you can take it anywhere. It comes in a big case. And then you, you expand this amazing stand, this frame that you... It takes like two minutes to put up, but it's just incredible. And, uh, and then you've got this... So my lounge room currently has this 120-inch screen sitting up with it. <laughs> Nice. So uh, for 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 uh, movie nights in the backyard when the weather's not like it is right now, yeah, uh, pouring rain. So that, that's pretty. But it's it's huge. It's like you get not, it got it. I had to, but I had to stand it up. It only just fit under the ceiling <laughs> by a couple of inches. Nice. And then and so I did a test. I I I, I um I got my projector out and I set up on a, a, a on a stand where the kids gone to bed and I, I put on the movie Ready Player One. Oh, and great I, movie! Like I've never seen it, but I've, but I put the, like the first ten minutes on, and there's this scene where they're doing this racing scene, yeah. and this huge King Kong jumping over buildings, smashing stuff. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, when that's 120 inches, <laughs> four feet from your head in your lounge room, <laughs> it was quite bloody epic. I tell you, so I'm looking forward to using that. So it's not not photography, but I could I could show photos on it, I guess. So you, so you must have a decent sized lounge room if you were able to get the projector far enough back. Oh yeah, to project yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And a, a, a bit of space. It's, it's my uh, it's my entertainment room more so than my, my lounge. I've got like right. a form a formal lounge and a uh, entertaining like the kids the lounge yeah. we always sit in with the big TV. Yeah, yeah. mind you the, the 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 one with the small TV's got sixty five inch in it. So yeah, it's not. <laughs> 
<laughs> and full full 5.1 surround sound system. Excellent. So, and it never gets used. But, uh, <clears throat> but other than that, that's, that's nothing. So that's, that's pretty exciting. I've had a lot of fun fiddling around with that. Yeah, with nice. the, uh, the, uh, little My little LED projector I got off uh, Amazon, again, funnily enough, it cost me like $114 for this projector. Wow. For full, full HD projector. And it's bloody amazing. For the money, it is astounding. You, know? right. you just cannot believe what you can get for 110, 120 bucks or whatever. Uh, that can project a 120 inch image that's still <laughs> worth watching. Yeah, you know? nice. It's just amazing. So Fantastic. And then, of course, the speaker I wanted to use for it was no good. It didn't sound, it sort of clicked and clacked a bit. So I had to oh, go get okay. a sound button. So rather than bring the 5.1 system out of the lounge room that doesn't get used, <laughs> I found a guy selling a, a sound bar on Facebook Marketplace. So I bought that to go with it. Now it sounds epic as well as looks epic. So <laughs> one day I might get around to actually using it. Excellent. Yeah. So, so, so my, my, my propensity for buying gadgets has not sh- slowed because I only got the projector a couple of weeks ago. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, it's a sad thing, you know. And then I'll pop my clogs, and uh, my wife won't know how to use it, so it'll sit in a box somewhere. Oh, I don't know how to put that stand up. Just shove it in the garage. <laughs> oh, dear, oh dear. And yourself, have you been busy the last couple of weeks? Um, I've been busy doing stuff to the car. <laughs> oh, my. Yes. Yeah. Well, lowering it, putting one of those boom, boom, so, no, that no, rises no, and lowers as you gonna, drive down the street. Not going to do that. No, yeah. um, low rider. That's is that what's called low riders? I don't know what they call yeah, that. I suspension. Think, I think so. And you say so you've done that, and you, and you put you know, like you know, like spoilers on the back and flames down <laughs> no, the side. No, I have not. <laughs> really? But it seems so much like you. <laughs> I don't think that's anything like. Me. <laughs> What have you been doing to your car? Uh, so, I well, I had to do a few things in order to get the blue slip, which in New South Wales is the roadworthy certificate on steroids for when you're bringing a car in from another state. Oh, that's for your dad's car. Yeah. yeah. So, 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 so good thing it, you didn't lower it then. That might have been hard exactly, to get that roadworthy. Exactly. Yeah. So it turned out that the New South Wales... Um, what do they call themselves now? Roads and Maritime Services, RMS. What? Um, roads and Maritime... How are the two related? I have no idea. Okay, so you have a road that goes to the ocean, maybe. <laughs> I can see that. But <laughs> That's what they called and Surely the roads by themselves are a big enough bit job... You would think. ...that you got your hands full. You would think. Because I've seen your roads. They're shite. Oh, They're mate, god-awful. They are the you know? worst roads in Mind Australia. Mind you, the ocean could be really smooth. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I think the ocean is probably smoother than New South Wales so, roads. <laughs> roads and maritime surfaces. How yeah. bizarre. Yeah. So, uh, anyway. so uh, apparently they took a dim view to the eight-year-old tyres that were on the car. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> were they were they bald or they're just the age the past the use by date? The age age mainly they were a little bit low on tread on the inside yeah. edges, but the outside edges still looked like they had quite a bit of tread. But the age yeah, they itself go off was so tight. Yeah, yeah tight, it's over five years there. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. Well, five years is the limit here, so I had to replace all the tires. And then there was. Did you get a three foot three for four deal? Did you get one of those special deals? I did get one of those deals, uh, but I actually changed all five of the tires. So, oh, who's got to look in the boot? Yeah, change the. Well, well, I thought you know if I ever find myself in need of having to, you know, put the spare on. 
yeah. don't want the spare to be an eight or ten year old tyre. So yeah, and that's why most people fall over, I guess. Is they do. Yeah. But I'm surprised about all these tyre deals that people don't do a five tyre deal. Why do they always do yeah. four tyre deals? Yeah, you know, it's just well, stupid. It's, it's getting worse because. Cats actually now, well, you know, because these days, you know, you don't even get a full size tire. You get the space yeah. saver tire. But cats, those things. Cats yeah. now looking at, you know, changing her car in twelve months' time when its lease is up, and the car she's looking at doesn't even come with a spare tire. It comes with a puncture repair kit. Oh, I know puncture repair. How bad's that? <laughs> I've seen this. So you got no. Not only do you can you not if you don't know how to change a tire, you stuff, but then they had to have to know how to repair a tire. Yes. I know so, what, what brand of what brand of vehicle is this? That's a it's Subaru. A Tesla? No, Subaru. A Subaru. Yeah, that's the XV. XV. Oh my God, that's yeah. diabolical. It yeah. is. It's, it's tell, tell her. Tell her it's seriously underpowered engine though. Is it? Yeah, it's only a two liter jobby. Yeah. Well, we yeah, actually went and looked at one yesterday, and sitting right beside it was a um, Mazda CX30. Oh and yeah, Kath, a bit more. Kath looked at yeah. that, and she just went. Oh. I really was looking forward to a change away from Mazda just for something yeah. different. But yeah. she said, yeah. the moment I look at the Mazda, I realise it's just so much better built and the you know the finish is better and it's got all the features. And after extensively researching vehicles last year, yeah. I, I certainly wouldn't say the build quality is any lesser in the Subaru compared to the Mazda. So I did check them both out. Okay. But I think the style and in fact the Subaru's got quite a bit of technology improvements over Mazda. Mazda's a bit of a Luddite uh, in some areas with that. Um, but uh, as far as style goes yeah, and engine zippiness goes, the Mazda's certainly yeah. Uh, yeah. better. But see, but Mazda's an, an anomaly in Australia. And they're, not, they're not that big overseas, but they're huge right. here. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's, uh, yeah, people get quite surprised by how popular Mazda are here. Yeah. But um, getting back to the, the Fairlane, on the insides of all four doors, there is yeah. this decorative wood trim that oh, no. look, well, looks like wood. It's actually a piece of plastic, but it has this oh, wood no. texture on it, right? Oh, no. And when I like took, an American car. When I took delivery of the car, three and of them termites? were there, but no, it's plastic. They decorative look. termites. It's yeah. plastic. <laughs> the driver's door trim was missing. Oh, no. And so I thought, okay, I'll have a hunt around, find some people who are wrecking you know, this model of car and see if I can find that driver's door piece of plastic trim, you know, with the wood texture on it. Managed to find one down in Victoria. Oh, yeah. And uh, the guy says to me, he was, it was on eBay, he was wrecking the whole car. I said, have you still got that p- particular part? He said, yes, I have. He said, what if it's not the right colour? I said, no, I'm pretty sure it's the right colour. It looks right in the photos. So he said, okay, fair enough. So he created a separate eBay listing just for that piece so I could then buy that piece. Yeah. He, email, he, he mails that up to me, it arrives, and it's not the same colour. <laughs> so, so then... So, so, so we're talking photography, at least, because this does yeah. show how, how different a photo can look versus reality. Totally. Uh, so have you ever heard of hydro-dipping or hydrographics? Yes. Yeah. So I thought to myself, it can't be that hard. So (laughs) I thought... Just paint them all, dude. Well, I am. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do hydrographics. Paint brushes, black paint. (laughs) No. So I want to keep it, you know, true to its original aesthetic. What? 
tacky. So I decided, okay, I'll take the other three panels off, and then I, you know, will I've done all this research on how to do hydro dipping, and I've bought all of the bits and pieces for it, and uh, in the process of getting the other three panels off, I snapped one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to go back to the guy on eBay and go, have you got the rear passenger door? <laughs> so that's on its way oh to me now. Oh, my God. Oh, God. It's golden, yeah. isn't it? It's just uh, golden. Yeah. It's, a, it's a work in progress. <laughs> you should have just cut out some balsa wood or something and just it all replaced all four with genuine wood. <laughs> Not the balsas. Yeah, but yeah. Cork. It'd be, not only would it be comfortable and warm, it'd be a great sound muffler. Yeah, <laughs> think about that. Cork works well for that, doesn't it? I have no idea. Oh, how can you be in audio and not know what a cork does? A cork to me comes out of a wine bottle. But you put big sheets of cork and you put them on your walls, so it's like it's, it's muffled sound. Do you? You've never heard no. these things. No. Yeah, and you and you were in the seventies. You grew up in the seventies, and you don't know these things. <laughs> Goodness gracious, mate. Okay, I'm going to go on a cork hunt for you. Right. Yeah, the audio properties of cork. Okay. I'll find a 47-hour documentary for you to watch. You'll love that. Excellent. Part one. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so that's the that's the latest with me. Fun and games, yeah. eh? Yeah. Well, at least so. no one lost an eye. That's it. That's it. And the dog's getting better. He's, he's starting to grow out of the destructive phase. Oh, that's good. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you should just offer him your dad's wooden door panels. <laughs> yes. Fix them all up. Exactly. <laughs> Since 2005, Shutters Inc. has been a labour of love. But beyond the time required to produce it, there is also a financial commitment. If you find value in the podcast and would like to help keep the servers running, hit up the Patreon link, which is in the show notes. Even a couple of dollars a month will help. Much appreciated. Now, back to the podcast. I found a, I found a headline today on The Guardian. I that saw I that. Just, I just thought, oh, that is, that is Glyn Lavender to a T. Yeah, and he's, he's nailed it too, because I've looked at a lot of his photos and he's pretty accurate. <laughs> I've taken a million photos and 50 were good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's right. not true. Yeah. But I, I, you know, I'd, I would love to see his 50 that he thought were good, though. Right. You know, this guy, so this guy, so he's been a photographer for, what, 60 years? Yeah. And, yeah, I'd love to see, okay, what, I, what, what, which ones do you think are good? Yeah. And what makes them good to you? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be very interesting. That'd be a lot more interesting than the crap he talks about. Right. I mean, he's 79 years old. He says, he says when you're 79, you'll find that you know, the obsession with sex, for example, no longer exists. <laughs> I, could, I could have uh, done without that one. And, you know, uh, but no, he's, he's, he's uh, so I've never heard the guy before, but he's uh, obviously a very storied photographer. And, yeah. But I'd love, to, I'd love to see the 50. Yes. And, 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 and so he's written lots of books. Okay. But he should do the book, This is the 50, and This is Why. Yeah. You know, because yeah. and and the why is probably going to be very personal anyway. The why is probably not going to be because it's aesthetically good, artistically good, yeah, or or any better than a lot of his other work. Yeah, yeah, it's because something else happened around that image that made that image stand out. You know, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. 
Now, speaking from my own experience, when I look at my photos, the ones I like, which is not many, yeah. are the ones where something about the experience of the shooting, when you look at the photo, brings back that experience, and the experience makes the photo better. Yeah. You know what I mean? yep. uh, the photos that are technically re- really good and interesting and people go, oh my God, that's amazing, they're cold and soulless to me because the experience of shooting them wasn't necessarily something that Inspiring. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if I take an amazing photo at a workshop, for example, yeah, you know, it's there's nothing, it's nothing. It's a not, it's a, yeah, it's just a photo. Yeah, right. Uh, it's a work day. You know, yeah. If you take a photo, um, you have you have great experience on, a, on a, when you're travelling somewhere, you meet someone or a family. I met this amazing woman once, and my my first time to India, five minutes out of the hotel, I walked around this cor- this corner, and there's this woman sitting in a little chair, and she invites me over for a cup of chai. And I sit down and talk to her, and I talk to her her brother who's running the little ironing stand just up the laneway. He goes, and then her husband comes over. He's a local politician and, and travel agent. Right? And I sit, <laughs> he, he tries to get me sign a petition and go on a tour. And I remember every minute of that conversation. I remember every feeling and sound and smell and the taste of, and the photos I took. Because yeah. that experience was, especially first time in a new country, and within five minutes of being there, you're having this... Yeah. inclusive moment those stand out but the next guy around the corner who yeah, had a cool face i took a photo of doesn't necessarily have any resonance whatsoever so i, I yeah. would feel that this guy has a lot of those sort of experiences that make those 50 images beyond technically good or technically interesting yeah but i didn't read the article so i couldn't tell you <laughs> I, ju- I, di- I did think just the headline itself just jumped out at me anyway because i yeah. thought you, it's so aligned with what you say about your own photography yep yep spot on spot on uh david marlin sent me a link a couple of weeks ago to um mr marlin uh, this was posted on a Facebook page called Photographer's Corner, and he said, oh, something, seen something for I've your next holiday. <laughs> the sad thing is that shirt's come up on my Facebook feed a few times. Too. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes, yeah, so I'll let you all have a look at the link if you want to see the shirt we're talking about. Yeah, if anyone has something, uh, ideas for, them, for to hand out to the family for Christmas or birthdays coming up, Yep, there you go. Uh, Paul Sutton wrote to us regarding episode 531 and said, another episode. Thanks, gents. Would I really... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let's unpack that, shall we? <laughs> you think you know, there's some sarcasm the, in the there? Yeah? Look at the praise, you know? Another episode. It wasn't good. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. Loved the day this episode. Another episode. Thanks for that. So it's how you say it too, isn't it? Thanks for that. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> what I really appreciated this time is what I am struggling with. My photography is sure the place has an interesting story, but how do I show that interest in my story that I made with this photog- photograph? It okay. is the little things that make this the best episode of the century. Something I will think about next time I use my camera. Thanks again for the episode, gents. Oh, well, so, so it started out bad, but it picked up. <laughs> up yeah that's i would reckon there's not a photographer in the world who when confronted with something that is really interesting to them and something that's you know captivating that they want to capture doesn't struggle with that how the hell do i make it work how the hell do i get it in how how does that photo come together you know 
David Duchemin has mm-hmm. some great stuff on that. Um, yeah, and, and and my my recommendation always to people is to if you walk in on a scene that's epic, is first try and capture it as well as you can. It doesn't have to be great, but you have to start shooting. Because starting shooting starts you moving, starts you stop overthinking it, starts you seeing. Yeah. So try and shoot it wide, as close, as interesting as you can. Get the, as much of the scene that's in front of you together, and then closer, 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 closest. Right. So, so what you're doing is you're, you're narrowing your focus from this big epic what's in front of you, this whole scene, which can be it's like a book of fifty thousand words. It's really hard to capture well, you know. To try and get some, no one's going, not everyone's going to sit down and read a fifty thousand word book, yeah, you know, and understand it all. And then you get, then you cut it down to like a you you, you edit. The the, right. the book down to a twenty thousand word one by by narrowing your focus, <laughs> then edit it down to a, a, a ten thousand word, then edit it down to a, a couple of paragraphs, and you come down to the one sentence that says everything about that thing, and that one sentence could be a little girl playing in a puddle. It could be who knows what, whatever the scene is, but something, right. the one thing that hones in brings all that experience together in one simple evocative moment. Yeah. And then try and capture that as well as you can, you know. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean do one shot, step closer, one shot. Do a bunch of shots, move closer. A bunch of shots, move closer. And don't hesitate to once you've done that process, go back and do it again. Start right. wide and come in closer again. Come in on a different angle. Come in on, you know, go the, exactly the opposite direction you came in on. If you, let's say you're walking down a laneway, you come to a courtyard where all this stuff's going on. Well, shoot that process, then try and come in from the other angle. From because everything you see coming the other way, all the light will be completely different. Yeah. All the yeah, well, assuming the light's got any direction to it, uh, but everything will be different. Your, your whole viewpoints will be different, and you might shoot it completely differently. And you know what? It doesn't matter if you don't get the photo. And that's probably yeah. the at the end of the day, the photo is the least important thing because you had the experience. Yep. If you happen to capture a photo that does reasonable justice to it, well done. If you don't, it doesn't matter because you had the experience. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And the doing is more important than the taking. To me, the doing of it is far more important than the photo you get out of it. Yep. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Uh, Unless you need to present that photograph for you know you're a, a journalist or you know, you've got to get the story as best as you can if you if you're out there with a with a specific purpose um where you must produce result for somebody else like a wedding for example yeah but if you're doing it for yourself enjoy the experience for yeah. sure the next one that paul sent us he said here is a good write-up on why the james webb telescope is such a big deal and why astronomers are excited about what they are seeing Yes, it's all text, no pretty pictures. However, to get the understanding of I can't the people read that using thing. it, it is interesting. Hey? I, can't, I can't read that. If it's all text and no pictures, I mean, <laughs> yeah. they've lost half their audience. Yeah, this is the internet, it. for God's sake. That's know? it. Do you know that they've only got a 68 gigabyte hard drive in that thing? Wow. Yeah, that's it, 68 gigabytes. Or maybe they delete the crap shots as they go. It shoots 57 <laughs> gigabytes of data a day. Wow. And it has to it has to send all that data back to Earth every day. It has two four hour windows a day where it can, it's in contact with the Earth. Wow! And it's got to send all that fifty seven gig per day back to Earth. Otherwise, the thing stops shooting because it's it's hard drives full. <laughs> I'm sure they could have bought a few more memory cards before they sent it up. But this is what pe- people people on the internet were saying exactly this, and it's no because they build to purpose. This is all it needs. Anything else is is is. It's pointless, yeah. and it's com- completely purpose. And and uh, if they get t- a thing too full of, of photos, how long is it going to take to download? They'll never catch up. So you know what worries yeah. me, right? No, what worries is me? obviously 
it says, here's my four-hour window. Yeah. I'm sending all of this data, and then I'm deleting the data from, <laughs> from yeah, the drive. Yeah, well, you're hoping it's going to arrive. <laughs> you're hoping that it arrives Maybe Maybe it Earth. only deletes once it's got the, the received signal. Yeah. Maybe. You, you would um, hope. So to give you an idea, uh, Hubble generates between one and two gigabytes of data a day. Right. So it's considerably more data than than wow. Tubber. Crazy. So I was looking at the comments on it, and someone said, it's amazing they're able to beam that much data back to Earth each day. NASA technology has produced into a new era. Meanwhile, I can't even get Pornhub videos to play on my phone without severe buffering. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. Oh, dear. There's a couple more from Paul, but what have you got on your list? I don't know. What have I got on my list? Do I have a list? I've got a list. Uh, But, yes, so Canon Australia is doing... So I think a few years ago we mentioned that Canon USA, I think it was, were giving all these 400mm lenses to build a a telescope up in America. Yes, an array. Yeah, and so Australia is doing the same thing. They're they're giving a bunch of... um, 400mm 2.8 lenses to build the Huntsman telescope, which is another array. So here's what I love. This is uh, the principal investigator of the Huntsman telescope, Dr. Lee Spittler from Macquarie University School of Mathematical and Physical Scientists and Australian Astronomical Optics. There's a mouthful. It's as big as roads and maritime services. (laughs) Said the telescope would be crucial in understanding what should happen if the Milky Way galaxy has a head-on collision with the neighbouring Andromeda galaxy, an event that's going to, as theory suggests, could happen in four and a half billion years right so <laughs> I, I, what are they trying to do give us time to plan yeah <laughs> i mean what's so it's crucially understanding what what might happen should this thing happen in four and a half <laughs> i don't know yeah. i don't i don't why know do how we, that helps why do science. we care <laughs> like, why do we care how, how does that help science it's like i'm very confused yeah and, and then you think because even if they this... were right the likelihood of this particular arc of technological humans still being around in four and a half years, four and a half million years is pretty much zero chance. We will yeah. have lost everything, gone back to cavemen and re-emerged all over again and probably done that a million times in between now and then. What are they capturing that um, that James Webb isn't going to be... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, like, what, so we spent $10 billion to send this thing up into space, but we've got these ones instead? These eight more <laughs> mil lenses. It, it's interesting, yeah? And uh, there's got a photograph of the Orion Nebula that was taken with it, which looks pretty darn cool. I guess the detail is pretty darn cool. Yeah, right. But is this with the Huntsman? Yeah, apparently. Yeah, right. I don't know, I don't know how because it doesn't I don't think it was I didn't think it was even built yet but apparently it is yeah. yeah right it's it's scalable so they can keep adding lenses to it which is which is good nice. I guess yeah nice but um, I guess it allows the next generation of astro- astronomical students to study yep yeah which you know given time to access things like a Hubble or a yeah some of the big big telescopes that might be a lot harder to do and that's going to be a lot more cost effective I guess yeah so, so I found that kind of interesting. I did see that Nikon didn't deny that they're stopping making DSLRs. Wow. So the, the Nikkei, Japan's most prestigious financial newspaper, reported Nikon's exiting the DSLR market and no longer developing new models. Nikon then put out a statement saying it hadn't announced such a move and would still make and distribute DSLRs. Right. Note the, the make and distribute. It didn't say it will 
we get any new models. It didn't say it would continue any research. It didn't say continue to develop. No. Yeah. So that that looks and and therefore, if that's the case, you can imagine only Canon's not that far behind. And uh, yeah. And the, the article goes on to all sorts of stuff about you know, showing how the Z9 is you know, such a competent machine, and the Canon's R sixes compared to their the EOS ones, and why would there be a need for any more DSLRs, basically? So. Well, was, I, um, I, I think the writing's on the wall for that technology. Yeah, I mean, I mirrorless so. is getting better and better and better all of the time. Um, I just think, you know, what, yeah. you know what would make mirrorless really good? What? If it had like, like a prism where you could <laughs> see through it and see stuff in real life rather than like the little LCD screen. <laughs> that's a great idea. Oh, okay, that's the next gener- That's the next thing they have to develop. <laughs> if they could somehow find a way of getting the light that's on the same plane as what the sensor is up into a prism, yep. so you could see. Because I'd much rather see with my own eyes than with just some screen, because <laughs> the details better. One day in the future, Glenn. Well, we can dream. <laughs> we can dream. <laughs> The, and the last thing was about Instagram and their uh, the trouble they're facing at the moment with um, the fact they've gone all video, video, it's, it's video, just video, video central. And, it's like YouTube, but worse. Yeah, <laughs> but all these people are now coming out with with video memes about make Instagram Instagram again. So yeah. lots of lots of on that link, there's lots of uh, fun info if people want to have a look through there and have a bit of a laugh and read what's happening. I, I went on Instagram this afternoon and I couldn't figure out how to make it work anymore. Right, yeah, and I couldn't figure out how to stop stuff and make it look like the stuff I wanted to see. And yeah, yeah, so it loses appeal because I like it looking a particular way, you know. Yeah. It makes you wonder, you know, where do people go to, you know, share photos? Okay, well, well, I've been I've been looking to, to what else is out there. And I said, well, what are the Instagram alternatives? And yeah. uh, there wasn't a lot. Then there's one called I M E Y E M E M. And so, say oh, that again. E Y E I like it like the I like, yep. it, like your I, and then E M a stupid name I am. Um, okay. I thought, oh, I'll download that and have a look at it and went to the App Store and, oh, look, I've already downloaded that at some point and, and it's not on my uh, phone anymore, so I downloaded it again. Turns out I've got, I got an account eight years ago. I started what? an account and haven't loaded a photo since eight <laughs> years ago. Uh, and in those eight years, I've had um, uh, four notifications. So it's a popular... It's a popular st- <laughs> popular place. Setting the interwebs on fire. Uh, yeah, so I'm, so I'm going to upload a few photos and just see what happens. Yeah, Apparently uh, they've got 27 million users. Okay. But um, yeah, who knows? Who knows? It, it is still a long way uh, a long way from um, Instagram, but it does seem to be a lot more photographer focused rather than photography focused. Right. If you know does what I mean. Does 500px have an a mobile app environment, anything like Instagram? Oh, I don't know. They have, I don't, there's, there's another one called Viewbug, which I guess is a bit, but it, but I don't know. Those ones um, all seem to be, you know, post for likes kind of thing. Yes, 500px right. does have a, an app as well, okay. uh, but they don't seem to be, I don't know, they don't seem to be, uh, maybe I'm just not doing it right or feeling it right. It doesn't feel like Instagram where you share with friends. It feels like you share and random people right. seem to get on. And so I don't know. It's just, it's, so I've, I've tried 5.0px in the past and I've tried Viewbug. Uh, obviously, I tried IM eight years ago. <laughs> it didn't stick. <laughs> but I uh, I thought I'd try that just as, a, as an experiment. So if we remember in two weeks' time when we record, I'll, I'll report in on how IM's been going for me and see right. if I've had a, a like in two weeks. <laughs>
Not that it's all about likes, but I might I might find a new friend. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, so I think that's it for me. That's all I got. That's all I got to talk about. All right. Well, I'm all going back to um, the the other stories that Paul had sent us. Well, not going to talk about your your extensive list of stuff that you put together over the last two weeks. Uh, we covered the one story that I found. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he said some of the finalists and shots I will probably never get comments are worth it too especially regarding the bird and fox Uh, this is from DP review the slideshow of finalists preview for bird photographer of the year 2022 penguins flappy thing I saw I saw someone, one of my Facebook friends in America, were out doing leg banding on hummingbirds on the weekend. Oh, okay, right. Okay, so, and and he's holding this this little band they put around the leg of a hummingbird in his palm, and it's like a little bit bigger than a grain of sand. Wow! You know, it's, this this leg band is absolutely microscopic, tiny, 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 and then he's holding the hummingbird, which is all of yeah two inches long. Yeah, you right. Know? And uh, so it's interesting what people do. You know, yeah, people you know they're out doing all sorts of kind of cool stuff you know yeah right this i thought it was pretty cool one it's it's a bird with warts so warts is i thought he'd put his head into a pomegranate or something yeah that's what it looked like but yeah. wart head yeah that can't be healthy no you wouldn't imagine so sexual yeah. attraction apparently um well it's not working for me i'm telling you right there i did i did have a fascinating i went for a walk a week or so ago with um some friends of mine they, they're they're keen birders right. so they had lenses their lenses out and we had these two kites you know birds of prey fighting yeah. about 15 feet above our head you know flying in going upside down and locking locking claws with yep. each other and flying around and doing it again right above our head it was fascinating you know? wow just just and that's in local suburbia which is quite amazing wow oh yeah the fox and the, the fox and the eagle is pretty cool yeah i saw a video footage of a hare the other day running across a field and a huge huge eagle swoops down tries to get it and it does this tumbling leap over the back of the eagle and lands its feet and keeps on running and the eagle's <laughs> going out of control <laughs> try, having missed the thing altogether which is uh, yeah, right. quite astounding so what did it do it did a backflip well, yeah, it kind of leapt, but its, it's momentum was going so fast it leapt, it sort of tumbled through the air. Yeah, right. Up, yeah, cartwheel basically over the top of this eagle, as, as and the eagle's swooping so the, in almost at ground yeah, level. Yeah, right. So the eagle's gone underneath it. Yeah, and he's jumped over the entire wingspan wow. of this you know, six-foot wingspan of this this, this eagle, and uh, that, that was pretty. It was like a, a little five-second Facebook, you know, those little movie clips you can't avoid yeah. seeing on your Facebook feed these days. It was one of those, which was kind of cool. Yeah, right. Hey. Uh, and the last one, cool concept that's only available in a few places in America, and this was from Petapixel. And this is Urban Skies Micro Balloons Take High-Res Photos from the Stratosphere. Ooh. Hmm. That's a huge balloon. Well, it's a wow. micro. Yeah, it's, 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 well, you should see the big ones. It looks really big. Like You should see the big ones. It's, that's, it is it's, it's big, but it might be small compared to, I don't know. <laughs> right. oh, you could do that with, like, a big, long pole. <laughs> yeah, put a camera on a pole. <laughs> Wide enough angle lens. <laughs> It's going to look like that. <laughs> That's right. I mean, and they just use that clever like uh, AI technology that has three sixty cameras to hide the pole. Yeah. Yeah. And to get That'd to the be... location, you just strap the pole to the roof of your car. 
Yeah. <laughs> 400 foot pole. Yeah, with a 11 mil wide angle. Yeah. There's no, there's no reason why you couldn't do that stuff here. <laughs> you would think. It's just a balloon. Ah, dear, oh dear. If it was a business bit. I'm surprised that the ones over the top of the air, airfield, I would have thought there would be uh, questions raised about that. Might have had permission. Doesn't look like a very busy airfield. To no, it doesn't look like a very no, busy just the airfield. one plane <laughs> yeah. at the hangar there, you know. It's, it's yeah. like that's probably the, the, the weekly flight. And yeah. <laughs> uh, so I wonder how complex the models are and how easy they can fly close to commercial flight corridors. There you go. That's mm. interesting, isn't it? That's a, probably a more salient point is yeah. what they're facing up in the sky. That's somebody's. That's the one and only comment on the Facebook post. But I did. I put a camera on top of a pole once. Yeah. Uh, it was only like a 10-foot pole, like a painter's pole. Right. And put it up top there and took some shots. And it's amazing just how spatial it can feel just by being 10 foot higher viewpoint than what you normally yeah, right. have it's it's uh, it's quite amazing so quite just something different to what you normally get to see through the view yeah and it kind of feels like if you move it kind of feels like you're in a drone you're getting drone type shots yeah but but with a hell of a lot more control and yeah you know, and like on really windy days or whatever you know pretty cool so how are you controlling the shutter uh, i'd self-timer it yep these days, you'd you'd use an app or something, you know. Yeah. But in those days, it was it was manual self timer. Yep. Bring the pole down. <laughs> Press the put it back up again. Try and aim in the direction you want. Yeah. Now you get live view onto your phone, and you can remote shutter it. All that sort of stuff yeah. would be a whole lot easier. Yeah. Uh, it'd be very simple these days. But in those days, it was, it was a little bit more complex, which is kind of added to the fun. Frankly, of course. If you're out there, have, if you're out there having fun trying to experiment, that's that kind of adds a bit more to it because there's a lot of unpredictability to it. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, cool! Oh, all that's right, it. Mate. We're done. We're done and dusted, dude. We are. Can uh, you chat? Yes, it's good, good to be here to chat. If I'm dead before <laughs> the next episode, um, if you can, can I do a, I'll record a little message. If you're listening to this, I am dead. That's it. That, that's how to start. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'll be. I'll be. Fine. But if I'm not, <laughs> yes, all good. Well, you have a lovely week, mate. I'll go, and go back inside the house where it's uh, more than eight degrees. Yeah. The rain stopped though. That's it's good. A positive. Yeah, it's good. It's a positive. I think. I think it pretty much stopped as soon as we started recording. Really? Yeah. I can't tell. So I got headphones on, so it's right. a lot harder yeah. to tell. All good. All right, mate. Awesome, mate. Well, you take care of yourself. Bye, everyone. Th- thanks for listening, folks. <laughs> we'll talk to you in two weeks. Toodles. See ya. You've been listening to Shutters Inc. For questions, comments, and feedback, email theboys at shuttersincpodcast.com.